How's it going, everybody? My name is Matthew, and welcome to the first ever episode of Next Gen Gaming, where we talk about gaming news, gaming gameplay. We just talk about all things gaming-related. What I'm probably going to do for you guys this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some Starfield reviews. What I also want to talk about is just the basic Unity engine development that they just announced. So game developers are furious. Unity Engine announced a new runtime fee, as they're calling it, which will charge developers each time a game is using the engine download. And Unity just doesn't really have that good of an engine as it is. But as we're looking at it now, they're charging people. Just ridiculous. It's it's just ridiculous. I, I think it's just so incredibly dumb on their part. I mean, starting January 1st, they're going to charge developers every time the game is using the engine, right? Well, the problem is, if you want people to use your engine, uh, don't charge for it. Because you're going to get money anyway. Like, you're, you're going to get money for the games anyway, so there's no point in charging them for it. Does not make sense. Makes absolutely no sense. And what we're probably going to see now is if people just say, Oh, well, it's okay, you know, I mean, we're not happy about it, but Unity does have a good engine, so... Um, okay, we'll pay it. What we're going to see is we're going to see another rise in gaming prices because the companies need to keep making more money. And I think it's utterly ridiculous that the prices are already going up. I mean, I understand there's whole other issues. You know, you have all the uh, the rider strikes and everything. It's, it's just so big. But I think the problem that, that it's going to happen is you're going to see another rise in prices. And with... You know, let's use Starfield as an example. We'll talk about the actual game later. I'm just using an example. Um, it's $70 now, base game. It wasn't like that. I mean, what, four or five years ago, 60 bucks base game, 70 bucks for, like, the upgraded version, 80 to 100 for, you know, the ultimate edition. Now what you're seeing is $70, $100 for the upgrade, and then, like, $120, $130 for, like, the ultimate edition. I mean, I know when I bought the Spider-Man Collector's Edition, it's like, 250 wasn't cheap, but that also came with, you know, a statue, a steelbook case, but the game was digital. So it raises the question for, you know, game companies and, you know, retailers like Sony, Best Buy. If you're going to buy a digital game, preferably from the store, like, you know, the PlayStation Store or the Microsoft Store, if you're buying a digital game, why are you paying the same price? Why? Makes absolutely no sense. You're not, you're not having a physical copy to pay for, you know? And the ease and convenience of paying online and just downloading right there was something that enticed me. But now, I mean, why, why would I do that? I kind of, I'm one of those gamers that does kind of like the uh, the disc and the hard copy. But I understand why some people don't. You know, some people just don't have the space for it. And it's, it's very convenient when you just exit out of your game and load up another one. Believe me, I, I love that. But I don't feel like we should have to pay for the same price for paying for online. And I think that it would, it would push for gaming companies to keep exclusives, which are good and bad thing. You know, exclusives um, build competitive competitiveness in the gaming industry, but it, they also separate gamers, which is a a very backwards kind of thinking. You know, what I mean, gaming is supposed to bring people together, and then you have games that separate people because they're trying to compare. You know, let's say God of War and then Halo. I mean, those two games are completely opposite. But, I mean, you you have exclusives, so it's it's a good and bad thing. But back to Unity, um, I don't know how much longer 
they'll be able to sustain like that. I mean, like, I don't think that companies will like that. I mean, I, if I was another um, company, if I, if I was uh, another engine, I would absolutely be like, hey, you know what? We're not going to charge you. Just come over here. Just come over here. We'll develop your game. What, what did you like about what they developed? What did you like? What did you didn't like? And we'll fix it. You know, we'll, we'll keep improving. Obviously, you're going to have some companies that can't do some of the things that Unity does. But, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. I think that it's something. It's, it's, it's just going to be interesting. It's just going to be interesting. We're going to see what happens. I want to talk a little bit about uh, cyberpunk development. So we all know that cyberpunk had the, in my opinion, the worst launch out of any video game ever. Absolute terrible, terrible launch. And what transpired before we get into actually what the dev, the devs said, I want to kind of talk about this rabbit hole and this domino effect that happened with the cyberpunk thing. Cause I think it's something that nobody really discusses. Um, everything got delayed because what happened is cyberpunk was promising a great game and they, they did come out and say um do not play this game on old gen consoles it won't really suffice and this is more of a pc next gen console game and people are saying oh well you need to release the game on uh you need to release the game on old gen consoles and you need to release the game now we've waited for a while and you know <laughs> they said hey you know the game's not ready but if you guys really want it um we'll release it they release it and then the game is absolutely terrible. No renders whatsoever. The game was glitchy. They have since uh, updated a lot. And with the release of the cyberpunk anime, Edge Runners, if you haven't seen it, please go check it out. With the release of the anime, what we saw was an increase in uh, playership and an, in an increase in live uh, accounts playing. And that's great because the game is good. Like, let's be honest. The game is good. It had potential. Just one of those games with a bad release. Um, we've we've seen it time and time and again. No Man's Sky. We've seen it with Battlefront 2, the Star Wars game. Games that have a bad launch will typically have a little bit of a revival, and we did see that in Cyberpunk. But what the dev the devs recently said, um, they're telling PC players to test their cooling systems before Phantom Liberty. It's going to put a heavy load on some CPUs. Personally, for me, I do a little bit of gaming everywhere, minus the Xbox. I do have a Switch. I do have a PlayStation 5, and I have a PC. I like to be a little more of a, a branded gamer, and I like to kind of branch out. However, the two main games I do play as of right now are kind of Diablo 4, Overwatch, and Fortnite. We'll dive into those games another complete other episode. But they're telling players to test their cooling systems before the update arrives later this month. So it's a major, like, 2.0 update. It's going to overhaul the entire game and the base game how it's played so which is a good thing because they need a little bit more of a a drift away from kind of a gta feel you know what i mean they have the whole you know cyberpunk and cybernetics thing which is good i like that i think that's something that we haven't really seen in a yeah open world gta style game in a long long time so it's, it was a refresher um but it's going to put some strain on cpu workload and it's going to be a 90% on 8-core is expected. A CPU 90% on 8-core. Run there, The devs are saying just, you know, run some stuff. Make sure that it's okay. I think what I would recommend running is Synbench. It's a free program. Test your hardware capabilities, you know. Um, 
it'll just test how you can cope with the the new version of the game. So that'll be kind of nice. But they switched to Unreal Engine. So they're only releasing the single expansion due to on a technicality because of this switch. But it's it's going to be good. Like this this Liberty especially with Idris Elba coming out, he's such a big name and what we're going to see is we're going to see a rise. And I think as someone who did not I did not pre-order the game. I did buy it on day 1. I was very excited. I played maybe about 2 hours into the game and I realized I was like this game is not running great on my PlayStation 5. Um why? Now I had like a day 1 PlayStation 5 release. I was lucky enough. I did buy it from Scalp, but I was lucky enough to get one. And I could see the issue. I was like this isn't going to work out. I was like this this is not going to be good. This is not. And it wasn't. They have since changed they have updated a lot, and it's it's very nice and pleasurable to see. And it's a, it's a good experience now. I would definitely go check it out. They do throw a lot at you, and it's a, it's a big game, but it's still good. They have plenty of different ways that you can, you know, take the story, the different ways you can end the game. And there's so many different builds you can do with your character. And that's, that's again, the thing about those games is the creativity that you can have is just outstanding. And I love it so, so much. All right, let's get off of Cyberpunk. Let's finally talk about Starfield. Personally, I played the game. It is okay. I kind of thought the game was going to be really, really good. I think it's okay for right now. You know, let's we'll get a couple releases out, and we're going to see what happens. But I do think that it's, it's going to be good, and it's going to improve. I am just absolutely thrilled where it is right now. It's going up. It's not going down. It's going up. The modders, and that's, I mean, it's a Bethesda game. The modders will absolutely take it over. And we've already seen that. There's a mod going around. Right? The most popular one is a Star Wars mod where they're turning, you know, the um, the bad guys, you know, the Galactic Empire. They're putting stormtroopers in the game. And it's it's great. I've, I've, I haven't played this mod, but I've seen clips of it. It is so good. And as a Star Wars fan, it was so nice to see because it feels like it does kind of feel like a Star Wars game that's that we never got. The only thing it's obviously, like I said, it's a Bethesda game. Please just focus on upping your character traits for your conversation. That is more important than your combat because the more conversations you have and the better repertoire, you're, you're not going to need your combat as much. Of course, you're still going to need a little bit of combat for some areas, but it's, it's going to be good. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people are really not enjoying it for the sake because they just thought it was going to be a completely different game. You know, they see space and exploration and they're saying, oh, well, it's got to be like this. You know, it's going to be like a Star Wars game. It's not. It's a Bethesda game. And it's it's basically, I think the words that I thought about, you know, a little bit ago and that I talked to my friends, it's basically Elder Scrolls, but if you put it in, uh, or I'm sorry, Skyrim, but if you put it in, uh, you know, space and that's that's what Bethesda makes and I think a lot of gamers and a lot of people who are new to gaming didn't know that and the reason they didn't know that is because they're like I said they're new to gaming and we saw an increase in gaming during the pandemic we saw just a meteoric rise and I think that these games these single player games now they're they're taking off a little bit more because everybody and their mom started playing video games and what was happening was these people were realizing, hey, I could just do this and make money. People pay to watch, you know, like there's so many streams, so many YouTubers and stuff 
people pay. So the problem is now everybody is like good or everybody is competitive. And that's why we have sweaty lobbies. That's what they're called. And nobody's really enjoying it anymore. People think that you have to enjoy the game based upon how much, how good you're doing and how you're winning. That's not how, that's not how you enjoy a game. You enjoy the game by having fun. And however you have to do that is how you have to, you have to do that. If you have to play competitive and win to have fun, then you have to play competitive. But one thing I want to say, do not play competitive or do not play like unranked or casual or, you know, just to hang around with buddies if you're going to take it really, really serious. It's not fun, you know? Like you got you to gotta be able to have fun and you got to be able to want to do your own thing. So I think that's important. You know what I mean? I do really like the game and how it's heading in the direction it's heading. Um, IGN really only rated it a 7 out of 10, which whatever. They do they do a lot with stuff, so I'm not too worried. Um, it's just disappointing to see people saying that it's a lot like Skyrim and Elder Scrolls and stuff. It's like, yeah, because that's, you know, same devs. Like, they're, they're thinking the game is, like, reinvented, and they, they completely changed everything. They didn't, you know? Everything is fine. Everything is good with the game.
Thank you for tuning into this episode of Next Gen Gaming. We'll see you next week on our YouTube channel.